This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer. A free-for-all Friday. You're asking to hear something I don't want to say. But if I do say it, I think you ought to hear it. You got anything on your chest besides your chin, you better get it off. All right, then you asked for it. Yes, we did. So lay it on us. Free-for-all Friday means you set the tone. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Bob Comsick. Good afternoon. Yes, as Steve Key mentioned, good Friday and good it's Friday. There's the latest modeling from the Ontario Science Advisory Table, whose expert members say that while some indicators suggest that this wave might have peaked, it's unclear if it'll now be followed by an increase, decrease, or continued plateau after this holiday weekend. You also have Ontario's chief medical officer, who says he's going to recommend the province extend remaining mask mandates beyond the 27th of the month in high-risk settings. That includes hospitals, long-term care, public transit for another four weeks. Otherwise, do you mask up? How many shots have you got? One booster? Plan on getting the second one or fourth dose? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Just one of the things... As far as the modeling and some of those other questions I put to you that you might wish to weigh in on. And without further ado, let's wish a good Friday and a good Friday afternoon to Colleen on Hamilton Mountain. Hello, Colleen. Hi, how are you today? Happy Easter. To you too. So what's on your mind? I would like to know if a senior couple married making 45000 will we be covered for the new dental plan in 2023? Of course, you'd ask me one of the things that wouldn't have right at my fingertips. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure of that, uh, of that breakdown, to be honest with you. Okay. And okay. Uh, honestly, until things get finalized, as far as uh, the budget goes, uh, until that is passed and finalized, uh, I think they're phasing in the dental plan anyway, but the, yeah. it, it gives you some time. Hopefully you don't have an emergency, but it does give you some time to uh, to look into that uh, yeah. on your own, or we might even touch on it depending on if, uh, if the issue flares up in the foreseeable future. But uh, okay. stay tuned and also keep your eyes open, and uh, as will we. Thank you, okay, uh, Colleen. Thank you. All thank right, thank you. Happy you. Easter. To you, Happy as, Easter. to you as well. Pat, okay. in, Tor- Pat in Toronto, good uh, Friday yeah. to you. I want to comment on what Ford isn't doing with regard to leadership, with regard to the uh, COVID issue. I mean, he's flip-flopping. It's costing us all a lot of money because every additional person in the hospital costs us money, and it's costing lives. And he's trying to blame it on the scientists, but he just can't seem to have any leadership. Um, it's very sad, and I don't know whether the man will change, but we have a, an opportunity coming the election to see whether we make some changes. So that's my point today. Okay. All right. Very, uh, very interesting, some of the uh, the points you raised there, and I'm sure you're not alone. So I'm sure, Pat, you'll have uh, others making maybe the same argument, phrasing it a little, little differently, but still, thank you for, uh, thank you well, for that. Well, it's very important for us Zoomers, because we're the ones who are likely to be the victims. So, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's why it's extra important for us to be concerned. I mean, and he does say, as you pointed out, that he's blaming or, you know, he basically says, I'm, I'm doing what the experts are telling me, and it looks like uh, Dr. Moore is is going to suggest, as he said yesterday, we've got to stretch it at least uh, another four weeks in those uh, high-risk areas. So, and, and the question is, how many of us believe that the science people are leading the decision? I don't think so. Well, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, and the only way would be to be a fly in that room, right? Oh, well, maybe we should have recordings, and they can let them out after 10 years or something. Yeah, no, very interesting. Okay. Anyway, thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you as, uh, you as well, Pat. 416-360-0740, toll-free, 
seeing as we mentioned uh, Dr. Kieran Moore, uh, the top doctor, a.k.a. the chief medical officer of this province uh, by now, you no doubt know that he was on vacation as the calls were growing for him to address uh, the province about the rising cases that we were seeing. And while there were, are no travel advisories preventing him from going wherever he wishes, the government didn't disclose that he was away. And that's what really gets under the skin of opposition leader Andrea Horvath. While he was away, Ford, uh, Doug Ford was asked why he was not making any public announcements. And uh, one of the quotes we, we heard here on Zoomer Radio News, and uh, we've no doubt uh, read and looking at it, he never rests. He works around the clock for the people of Ontario, says the Premier. He's on the job 24-7. Well, the vacation wasn't revealed until Dr. Moore was back last weekend, two days before he held a COVID briefing for the first time in almost five weeks. Asked why he didn't speak publicly sooner? Well, the doctor said, data's been available to all. Many medical officers of health have been responding to these questions. So how do you feel about this? Do you uh, agree with Andrew Horvath? Uh, You don't begrudge him being away. It's just that the government... Uh, didn't disclose the fact that he was away and instead was telling us that he never rests. Well, last time I checked in the dictionary, uh, vacation does, I guess, come across as being uh, a rest. And I'm not saying that he and others do not deserve it. That's not the point. As Horvath points out, the fact this wasn't disclosed, that's what irks her. Or what about you? Much ado about nothing? 416-360-0740, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-744-740. Give you another one to mull over and uh, let you join the conversation. Otherwise, it's going to be an awfully long monologue, and um, I'm not here all week. So, residents of the province's long-term care homes have fewer restrictions on visitors than at any point over the past couple of years. A recent annual report from the Provincial Patient Ombudsman says that our seniors have faced intense isolation, and we have yet to learn the full impact that has had. Now, Bill Van Gorder, he's Chief Policy Officer, Chief Operating Officer of CARP, the Zoomers Advocacy Group. He wants more loved ones to be involved in the care of our seniors. Do you agree? Well, the government's not planning a a reintroduction of restrictions that were in place during the first several waves. The province says it's going to continue monitoring things to keep long-term care residents as well as staff safe. Are you comfortable with that, or does that leave you a little weary and worried about uh, just what might happen again in long-term care? Now, April 27th, at this time anyway, is the point where uh, the mask mandates, the remaining mask mandates, uh, are to be lifted. But as we've already pointed out, Dr. Morris said that uh, he is going to recommend, leaning toward recommending it be stretched another uh, four weeks at least. Now, April 28th, the next day, that's budget day in this province. And with the election likely coming soon after, have you given it much thought, be it the budget or the election? Who are you going to vote for if you plan on voting differently this time? Or maybe you're still not sure. And if so, what's holding up your decision, leading to you to pause and ponder ahead of the the election, the provincial election, June 2nd? 416-360-0740. Toll free, 1-866-744-740. You might wish to also weigh in on the, the situation in Ukraine Uh, Maybe you have a loved one, you have family back there, and uh, maybe share your experiences in in getting uh, your family over here. If you're running into any any issues, maybe you can share that experience with us, as the government has said, that it's going to open the doors to uh, as many as it possibly can. And maybe that's something you'd care to talk about if uh, you wish to, uh, to stay away, at least for this day on the situation with uh, with COVID. Uh, mentioned the fact that we've got the provincial election. 
You also have a couple of other elections that are, are coming up, one involving the federal Tory leadership, and then in the fall, we've got the uh, provincial municipal elections, and maybe that's something you'd care to discuss, or that might be a little bit too far down the road, but you know what? Let's kick back. Let's uh, throw things around, throw things up against the wall, and let's see if uh, anything uh, sticks. And uh, I think what we're going to do here is uh, shortly hear from from one of our callers, our, our listeners, concerning, uh, we were talking about uh, Dr. Moore. So let's bring in Susan, who joins us from lovely Niagara on the, on the lake. Uh, good Friday to you, Susan. And good Friday to you as well, and happy Easter to all. Um, I've just got the tail end of your conversation. Um, With one of the other Dr. callers. Yeah. yeah, well, Dr. Moore. Regarding Dr. Moore? Right. Yes. And uh, I think he's done a fabulous job. Um, it's the same deal like when Ford, uh, Doug Ford went on uh, a little vacation or a break and went snowmobiling. Everybody has a right to have a holiday, and he doesn't have to announce to the world that he's leaving on vacation. Um, there's plenty of statistics out there. Um, body bags aren't lining the streets. So I think that he's, that man should be left alone. He's worked very hard in the last two years. And he deserved to be off on vacation. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm not disagreeing with you on that, Susan. What about the the aspect, the side of this, which uh, Andrew Horvath brought up, that being, I guess, when Ford's questioned about where's your chief medical officer, to say he never rests, he's on this 24-7, uh, it's a little bit of a political Pinocchio happening there, No. I mean, he should have. He could have at least said, "Look, he's away. He'll be back." But we have others on this. Don't you think? Maybe easy to say now in hindsight. Don't you think he could have been a little bit more forthright? Well, maybe so. But I think that they're making a mountain out of a molehill here. Andrea Horvath uh, is known for her attacks on the opposition, so I don't put a lot of weight in anything she says. Um, she, um, you know, she, she's... Well, she's in the uh, opposition, and in the opposition, you, you've got to criticize, right? Because that's kind of goes exactly. with the territory. Exactly. So she'll stand there on her soapbox and uh, criticize anything, whether it's the budget or the handling of the entire pandemic. I, I don't put any weight in anything that woman says. And uh, I think Ford's done everything that he could. Regarding the pandemic, he's taken all the cues from uh, the health minister, and uh, I think Moore's done a great job. He, um, his hands are tied as to uh, what he can do because it's all based on statistics. So I think we're past uh, the worst of it. We know how to handle this pandemic. You know, autoimmune compromised people know what they have to do to protect themselves. I think this has to all stop. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, we've had enough of this. What about, and uh, to continue here with you just for a moment, you mentioned with Dr. Moore, I don't know if you heard this came out yesterday after the latest modeling came out, and Moore was asked about the uh, possibly extending the remaining mass mandate beyond the 27th of the, of this month in, in high-risk settings, public transit, long-term care, hospitals. Ford said, I don't have a problem with that if that's the recommendation. Well, uh, I guess he's not going to have a problem with it, because Moore seems to think we should extend it at least another at least another four weeks. You okay with that? I'm totally okay. He's the expert. Uh, this is now flu and cold season. Um, you know they can't really isolate this virus, so it's just a precaution. And I think we're moving forward in the province, which is good. And there's nothing wrong with his recommendation um, to keep masks on and in public places. I mean, you don't know um, if somebody's sick or not, and it's just to protect uh, the vulnerable. But um, as far as uh, masking, I've never had a problem with it. I do think it should be a choice because we don't know who has asthma, you know, and who doesn't have masks. Maybe somebody can't wear that mask, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. because it's too difficult for them. And, um, you know, whether they work or not, uh, I'm sure that there's some form of protection. But I, I truly think we just have to live with this virus, do the best we can. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we know how to protect ourselves now. And um, I certainly, you know, whether you want to vax or not vax, it's up to a person's choice. Being forced vaccination uh, policy is, 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 in my eyes, very wrong. And I think that's why uh, Pierre Polinev is uh, extremely popular with the average Canadian. Because mm-hmm. uh, we see our, you know, I see the decline in democracy and our rights and uh, I think we have to just move forward get past this people are sick of hearing about this pandemic and uh, you know if they're lifting vaccine policies in schools and so forth I don't understand what the um, feds uh, have a problem with here Uh, they seem to um, have an agenda so I'm just uh, I'm kind of sick of the whole thing and Truly, I think Moore, Dr. Moore has done a great job, and um, it shouldn't even be on uh, discussed. I okay. don't think people should even bat an eye to it, you oh. know. Everybody's got a right to relax and have a vacation. And in his position, I'm sure if wherever he is, it's uh, weighed heavily upon him, and he oh. thinks about it 24-7. Yeah, I, I, just because he was not here does not mean that his, uh, his mind... Uh, wasn't and uh, uh, you know 24 7 right so anyway susan thank you uh, very much bob Comsick filling in for libby's nimer free for all friday here on zoomer radio am 740 96.7 fm downtown arlene daryl dennis hang on we'll be back right after this you're listening to an exclusive podcast of fight back on zoomer radio heard weekdays from noon to one Fight back with Libby Snymer. When one considers the meaning of life, it is a struggle between alternative viewpoints of life itself. A free-for-all Friday. And without the ability to defend one's own viewpoint against other, perhaps more aggressive ideologies, then reasonableness and moderation could quite simply disappear. Name your topic and be as deep as you like, as long as there's a point in there somewhere. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Bob Comsick. Welcome back, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. That's how you can join the conversation here on Free For All Friday, like Dennis in Brampton. Dennis, good afternoon and good Friday. Happy Easter, Bob. You too. Um, I can't help but react to the previous caller uh, talking about the government and the good job that they've done in the pandemic um, I have a bird's eye view of healthcare as a volunteer, and uh, the fact that the long-term care homes were neglected in the way they were, despite his words that they would put an iron ring around the homes, and the fact that we're now getting uh, cheap election bribes in the form of license uh, plate sticker renewals, and yet we couldn't afford to give nurses and healthcare workers any kind of a wage increase at all. Um, to me, it's, it's, they've done a terrible job. And the families that have lost patients and loved ones, uh, that should be um, taken into consideration when assessing this government's performance in the pandemic. And what's your, if you don't mind me asking, it's totally up to you how much you wish to disclose in terms of uh, you volunteer in, in hospitals, or what's, what's yes. your involvement? Yes. Okay, and how long have you been doing this? Um, well, I, I worked in healthcare for 40 years, and uh, volunteering I've been um, two years. Well, basically the pandemic. Yes. Okay. All right. So as you say, bird's eye view, and you had uh, front seats, front row seats for for quite some time. So um, you obviously speak from uh, not just some superficial um, passerby experience here. You're uh, you're right in there, and you can see what's being done and and uh, what is what isn't being done. Uh, exactly. When you when you heard the modeling yesterday in terms of saying. It's really unclear if this apparent plateau is going to be followed by an increase, decrease, or continued plateau after the long weekend, but that still they feel that uh, it's the numbers are going to be going up for a little while anyway, still in hospitals. I take it uh, 
uh, and what you've seen in terms of the numbers, this uh, troubles you? Um, maybe less so now, just because of the number of hospitalizations and uh, ICU admissions seem to have uh, going up slowly in, in terms of re- relative to the volume of cases that uh, we're now seeing. So it, it does appear that we're moving in, in the right direction. I'm hoping that's true. I think even though we have plateaued, and I do listen to the program every day, so you're, the experts you had on yesterday said even with the plateau that um, hospital admissions will continue to rise, mm-hmm. ICU admissions will continue to rise, mm-hmm. and uh, there will be deaths uh, because they usually follow uh, spike in the cases. Yeah, it's, uh, what do they normally say, it kind of lags by a couple of weeks. So, uh, exactly. Because whatever we give out on the news every day, that is not an indication of what's happening that day. That's just what's being reported that day, but that's exactly. from, from a couple of weeks prior to, uh, to that. With this extension of the uh, remaining mask mandate, uh, another four weeks. You okay with that? You think that's a that's the yep. right move, the recommendation? Yep, I think it's prudent. I think it would have been prudent for us to have continued with the mask mandates until the end of April, uh, getting beyond uh, getting beyond March break and perhaps Easter to see where we go. Um, I know there's a lot a difference of opinion in a number on with between people regarding that. I for one continue to wear the mask uh, because I can see how important it is in the, in the scheme of preventing uh, illness in others. Mm-hmm. Now, and when you were saying you thought it should have been stretched or should have been extended further, you meant uh, what's already been lifted, not the remaining mask mandate, Correct. but what was lifted back there on March 21st when basically in a lot of public settings, it's, it, it's since... March 21st, it's been up to you whether or not you want to wear one. And like you say, you have, for the for the most part, you have. Correct. And uh, if I could, just for, um, as a senior over 70, a word to the wise of people getting their fourth dose. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will be getting Moderna this time, and you will be getting a full dose. So my best advice would be uh, get it when you don't have anything going on the next day, because you will not feel like doing much. <laughs> so you've received your uh, second uh, booster, your fourth dose? Yeah. Yes. You have. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very good. As always, uh, Dennis, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. And as always, uh, you take care of yourself. Yep. Thanks, Bob. All always right. enjoy uh, when you're on the show. Okay. And thank- your newscast. Happy uh, Easter to you. Th- thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thanks. Arlene and Lindsay, uh, good Friday and happy Easter to you. Hi, Bob. Um I just have a qualm about the masks. By now, we should all be used to wearing them, uh, more so than not wearing them. I personally will never go anywhere without um, my mask now in crowds. It's till the day I kick off, that's why I'm going to be wearing a mask, because I don't want the germs, number one. Um, number two, there's also a major problem with those that choose not to. Nobody seems to care about frontline workers who are in this all the time, like healthcare for sure whether it be the government or people. Like, why do I care? I can get into a hospital. They say there's, they're prepared, there's a whole bunch of beds available, et cetera, et cetera. But nobody seems to care about these people who are working day and night trying to make us better because we choose not to wear a mask. And That's the, just my qualm on all this. Yeah, and there are uh, a lot of healthcare workers right now who are home, be it because they caught it or they're self-isolating. Exactly, and, and, or teachers. That's another thing. Like mm-hmm. um, my niece is a um, husband's a teacher. He's off because of it, and the, because the kids aren't wearing the masks. And and then there's another one um, where. My uh, son-in-law, he went down to the Jays game, and nobody was masking. And he said it was just like a cesspool, mm-hmm. you know, of germs and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, I did see some uh, still photos from, I guess, the uh, the opener, it must have been. And, yeah, definitely, I don't know if I'd say no one was, but quite, quite a few were not, based on just that one snapshot. And I'm sure that kind of yeah. covered much of it, because... 
people are, as soon as that March 21st, and it's like, okay, it's your call, I'm sure a lot of people have said, okay, my call now, and no, I'm not going to. I Honestly, I, I don't always. I don't. Of being told what yeah. to do. Yeah. I, I mean, there's definitely that air around, like, don't mm-hmm. tell me what to do anymore. I'm going to exactly. do what I want to do when I want to do it. And yeah. that attitude is a rampant mm-hmm. all over the place. And, and then I don't leave- blame them in some respects, too. Yeah. But again, it's your health. Yeah. Uh, you have a choice, get sick or don't get sick. Yeah, exactly. And leave those alone if they, and, and don't, uh, you know, go after those who choose to do so, right? Uh, oh, exactly. Ho- hopefully there's not going to be a lot of uh, a lot of that going on. Hopefully not, because... No, uh, no. If, uh, well, if, I, I would stand up to them. I don't care what anybody yeah, says. No yeah, one would like, dare say it anyways. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because no. they get it right back. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Unless, I don't want your germs, buddy, whatever, myth, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just the way it is. No, that's but true. Anyways, that's okay. all I have to say. And right. plus, I want to say that I really love your voice. Oh, okay. All right, well... <laughs> Meaning, like, when you're doing the news, like, yeah. you're just so smooth. You know okay. what I'm saying? All right. Well, it's the only one I got. So I know. I, it's I'm great, t- but well, I'm just saying, no. you're my favorite newscaster, oh. but I like them all. Don't all right. Disturb, but you're my favorite. All right. And I appreciate I that. Like that. All right. Checks in the mail. Arlene, thank you very much. <laughs> Take care. Thanks. <laughs> Happy Easter. Okay. I'm not, there isn't going to be much in it, but it's in the mail. Okay. We have, and a long time waiting here, so uh, my apologies, Daryl in Toronto, uh, Happy Easter, Good Friday, and all that, and you are on Zoomer Radio's Free For All Friday. Hi there. Happy Easter, Passover to everybody out there. And uh, I do want to take exception to the, the, the female caller that you had a couple calls back. Yep, Susan in uh, Niagara-on-the-Lake, uh, Niagara I think, who yeah, you're referring I'm to. I'm not yep. sure if she's related yep. to Dr. Moore or whatever, but it certainly sounded that way. Um, I would say, from one perspective, it's it's the re-elect Doug Ford committee who has been running the pandemic for the last several months. And and, and he just seems to be, you know, the puppet that, that they put up there. Um, the doctors, especially the ones that you have on lots of times, Dr. Uni, Dr. Bogosh, Dr. Fine, none of them seem to agree with what Dr. Moore is saying uh, at any point in time. And I do believe he's just up there to manage things. As for his being off, I guess, well, from that basis, does it really matter? But that, uh, this is not the first time that the Ford government has told us. It's not. It's uh, the finance minister, you know, a year or so ago, who mm-hmm. was away, and they had to make it look like he was around. Rod so, Phillips. You know, Rod yeah, Phillips, yeah. This, this is just their standard measure of procedure. Um, my other point would be, um, if there is masking required on the TTC, I really wish they would enforce it. They do absolutely nothing to enforce that. So it's, it's kind of meaningless in that sense. And then also the lady mentioned that she started getting into how the feds were messing up our democracy. And one point that, that's been bothering me lately is that currently the uh, conservative party who supported the siege in Ottawa are uh, you know looking for a new leader. They take money for memberships to vote for that leader, as they did several years ago, and ended up with Mr. O'Toole in there. They take that money from people, people vote and elect the leader, and then the MPs who ride the leader's coattail, because we don't vote for the particular person in our riding, we vote for the party of the, who we want as our leader, as our prime minister. That's the way we vote. So they ride that leader's coattail into office, and then they claim, well, we're the caucus, and we have the right to, to oust that leader. So to me, you know, it's the conservative party that, that undermines democracy. And they could right now, you know, they could end up, uh, up choosing Patrick Brown or Jean Charest as, as you know, the, the moderate good face to try and get into power. And then the day after they're into power, they could vote them out and put in Polly Ever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as to who's messing with our democracy, it seems to me more that it's the conservative party. And uh, that's okay. basically my thoughts. <laughs> Okay, uh, and if somebody wishes to weigh in on that aspect with the federal Tory leadership uh, underway, the campaign, and uh, a, a li- new leader to be elected on September 10th, maybe somebody wants to weigh in on that. Now, Daryl, you mentioned, Daryl, if I can just jump in here and ask you, so you were saying when you were making your points how you wish, as far as the masking uh, mandate pertaining to public transit. You wish that that uh, were enforced if we're going to to have it. I take it then that you've uh, taken the the TTC or might somewhat regularly, and you see that uh, 
It's not being yeah. enforced. Yeah, I mean, I had like a family sit down on either side of me the other day, none of them masked or whatever, and I try to avoid the TTC these days as much as possible, but I had a you know, doctor's appointment, so I had to go. And uh, I just think that they should mandate that. And also, in the schools, I mean, Ford on the other day talking about, uh, use your common sense, you know, if you're in a group of more than 15 people inside, wear a mask, but <laughs> the schools appeal to be able to have a mask mandate, and Dr. Moore turns them down because he's being directed again by the reelection committee. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just seems to me, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy out there. Also, I want to let people know, I got my fourth shot uh, a week ago yesterday, and it, was, it wasn't Moderna, uh, it was the Pfizer, I had mm-hmm. my choice. And uh, the next day, I kind of went out to see one of my favorite bands that I don't get to see much anymore, and I got COVID. So even with, with, with four shots, it had nothing to do with getting the shot. Because a friend of mine was with me, we both ended up with it. And, uh, you know, it was, my thoughts were that I've probably been exposed previously already, and I've mm-hmm. seen no symptoms or anything like that, but I had like three or four really miserable days in there. So people, you don't want to get this stuff. Okay, so you're you're kind of over the hump then? Well, it's like the battle's done. Now I, you know, I, I won the battle, but now I have to recover from it. Yeah, and I think... So, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we were always told there was no guarantee one would never get it, regardless of, I guess, how many you uh, shots you get. But the more shots, they say, the the better to protect you against serious illness, hospitalization, or worse. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got all yeah, the yeah. shots. And as they say, experiencing COVID also adds to your uh, immune factor for a couple of months anyway. But uh, I still advise people to go out and get it. It was, it was a pretty miserable three days at least in there, and, uh, you know, I didn't even figure it would be all that bad, that it was worse than I thought it was. And uh, I just said, you know, get your shots, and uh, just, you know, as Ford says, but doesn't mean use your common sense in there. We have to be smarter than the government, because they've always, they've been, you know, weeks to months behind on the play since the beginning. And you have to figure, you know, like people would say, well, you know, as long as I'm not Required to wear a mask, I'm not going to. As long as I'm not, there's no requirement for me to get a vaccine, I'm not going to. You've got to be smarter than these people because they have a different agenda. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Daryl, th- thank thank you for joining us and being part of the conversation and offering your your views. This is what uh, this uh, day in particular is is all about. Gives you a chance to get up on the on the soapbox and give somebody a chance to respond to that or or make their case. So, I want to thank you for for your contribution. Okay. Thank you for providing the forum. Okay. You're welcome. And now let's go to Jean in Palmerston. Jean, uh, happy Hi there. Easter. How are you? Good. Happy Easter and Good Friday, if it applies. Same to you. Thank you. So, so what I, would you care to share? I'm a nurse, um, and I'm, I'm retirement age. I'm 65. I'm a cancer survivor. I hold two jobs, one full-time and one casual, in an emergency department and in another department in the hospital. Um, our staffing levels are at unprecedented levels of crisis. Um, Everybody's gone through the two years, and now they're falling like flies. So once they took the masks out of the school, uh, most of the people have children. They're younger than I am, and they're falling by droves. We're down to 50% levels. Uh, I'm sure people saw in the news, St. Mary's Hospital, their emergency department was closed this week for, I think, four of the nights because they simply can't staff it. Another local hospital has to bypass their obstetrical department at times because they can't staff it. There's just not enough nurses to go around. So the connection to that with the masks is wear your masks. Because whether it's COVID, COVID isn't the only germ out there. And they're starting now to do more involved testing because we know that it's not. There's another bug out there that gives you a high fever, a headache. One of them lasts 24, 48 hours. The other one develops a cough that lasts for months. They consistently test negative for COVID. Nobody knows what it is. But when you get those symptoms, you have to go off and be screened. And you have to wait for a PCR test. The general public can't easily access a PCR test anymore. You're right. So we don't know the real numbers. No, we Nobody don't. Nobody knows the real numbers. They're, like they're, they're, I know that they're touting, you know, that it's better, that we're hitting a plateau. No, we're not. I'm telling you, I'm on the ground floor, in there, down and dirty. And I work double full-time hours as a minimum. Six, 12-hour shifts a week and then probably pick up on the Sunday at the other job. Just to cover. We have nobody to cover. So 
People can make their choices. I understand people have strong feelings about masks. I hate wearing a mask. I get very, very hot underneath it. The, the mask is soaking wet within my first round of care. I change them constantly. Nobody likes wearing a mask. But if you use common sense, if it's not COVID, it's protecting you from its other germs that are out there that nobody's paid any attention to because COVID has overcome the healthcare system in the last two years. We said flu disappeared. We don't know if it disappeared. We weren't testing for it. We were only testing for COVID. How long? Swabs weren't done for flu. Right. And so we don't know whether it disappeared or whether it just was summed underneath the, the wave of COVID. Mm-hmm. They, they don't know those numbers. So people make their choices, but use your heads. And I fully expect we're going to see a vast increase in numbers because people haven't had Easter for two years. They're hot to trot to get together. And I understand that. I have grandchildren I don't get to see. We periodically try and find a spot where nobody's been terribly exposed, and we try to get together for a few minutes, if we can, outside in a park. Um, it affects everybody. And the long-term care homes, so we say that we aren't locking them down. The long-term care homes are locking them down. As soon as they see a symptom, they lock the whole place down because they don't want another outbreak. And these people feel like they're in jail because I have patients who come from there. They feel like they're in jail. They say we don't get to see anybody, and the depression is dreadful for them. Oh, I, I would imagine so you, that it would be. Yeah, you got to weigh out the, like, what's better at this point in time? They've all been third or fourth time vaccinated. I don't know. Like, I don't have a crystal ball, and I wouldn't want to be in anybody's shoes. I wouldn't want to be in, in Dr. Uni's shoes or, or Mr. Ford's shoes or anybody else's, because right now I don't know that they have a lot of science to really guide what we're doing, because I know lots of people triple vaxxed, masked all the time, very cautious, and yet they're still catching it. And just to to ask you, Gene, uh, were you worried as soon as uh, March 21st came around and it was remove the masks in most public settings? Did you fear a scenario such as this would develop? I knew this was I knew this was exactly what was going to happen. And we took steps at our we have a small unit within a hospital that we work in. And I put out a letter or asked my manager, put out a letter to remind them things aren't changing in here. You still get screened at the door. You wear a mask the whole time you're in. We all wear masks. Nothing is changing inside here. Mm-hmm. We have no control over what happens outside, but in here, nothing has changed. So don't be thinking you're coming in without your mask. And, of and, co- and sorry, go ahead. Fortunate. We've been fortunate in that unit. We haven't had any cases um, over the past two years. We've been very, very fortunate and done a good job of controlling things. But not everybody has been that fortunate. And we still, we can't get staff because we're a small unit out in the rural area and we can't get people to come from the main unit to cover us. And they don't have enough people to cover. So wow. it's, it's, it's a dire situation out there. And the nursing staff, the nursing people are stretched to the max. And long-term care, they're struggling to find enough care providers. And like we could go on and on, the long-term mm-hmm. care situation has been a disaster forever. And we read a new news piece from... Um, Mr. Petapiece, uh promising new new uh, long-term care beds and upgraded care beds, long-term care beds. I'd like to know what that is. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know whether it's a better bed, a nicer mattress, more hours of care dedicated to it, and if you're dedicating that care, where are you getting it from? Where are you finding the care providers? Mm-hmm. Agencies are currently offering registered nurses $100 an hour to go work in long-term care. And having... And having trouble getting them to... Yes, even at that, they can't get them. Wow. And that's double what a nurse makes on the ONA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So wow. the collective agreements are... Like, it, this is earth-changing, world-changing. Mm-hmm. It'll never go back to what it was. And the healthcare system has struggled for years. We talk about free healthcare in Canada. It's not free. <laughs> it's a huge part of our budget, of the Ontario provincial budget. Yep. A huge portion of it goes to healthcare. And it's not adequate. You know, and we see people moving out to uh, the local areas. I'm a local counselor, and we have heaps of people, heaps of growth. But how are our hospitals going to keep up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are we going to have services for those people? We have all kinds of people moving, like unprecedented growth in rural areas because the housing is a little more, bit more affordable, and they're getting out of Toronto. And I was listening to a documentary yesterday, and they're talking, there's housing availability. It's in Toronto. <laughs> it's just that nobody can afford it because everybody's getting out of there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so we have all kinds of issues. And just to speak to the previous gentleman who said we vote for the party, I personally never vote for the party. I vote for my local municipal person. Whoever and it is. what kind of a job they're doing for our municipality. I'm yeah. totally nonpartisan. How many people how many how many people do the homework though, really? 
Well, very few, we find, because my husband and I are both involved in politics, and we find that nobody sort of knows what's going on with the election coming up. We're encouraging them to, you know, to run for municipal office, to, to have a look at it, to do your homework, to find out. Don't sit in the coffee shop and complain. Get involved and find out how, how difficult it is to make change well, and how expensive everything is and how the rules control what you do. Mm-hmm. We can throw stones at politicians all we like, and I, I throw my fair share at some of them. But there are rules and regulations by which they operate. Get involved. Have a say. Mm-hmm. You'll never change anything by sitting in the back room complaining. Okay, well, uh, let's just say uh, kudos to uh, all the work you do, all the well, jobs. We we're, very, we're very involved. Oh, juggling's your middle name, Jean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is kind yeah, of sort of. Yeah, kind of sort of yeah. it is. Never mind, yeah. it is. It just might not show up on your uh, on your driver's license, but it sure no. is just based <laughs> on what you're uh, sharing with us here today. So uh, yep. thank you for much uh, insight and uh, uh, what you were able to contribute here as part of the conversation here on Zoomer Radio's well, Fight Back. Thank you. there are conversations, and people yep. need to get involved. They need to have a say. Okay. Gene and Palmerston. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's time to take another break here on Fight Back. Bob Compsick sitting in for Libby's Nimer. 416 360 0740. Toll free 1 866 740 4740. Back after this. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby's Nimer. A free for all Friday. Step up, say your piece, and we promise not to interrupt. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me! Just be lively about it. We have a lot of listeners hanging on your every word. Sitting in for Libby Snymer, here is Bob Comsick. And welcome back to the Good Friday edition of Free For All Friday here on Zuma Radio's Fight Back. And a happy Easter to Brenda, who joins us from down the 401 in London. Hi, Brenda. Oh, hi. Good morning. And uh, yes, happy Easter to everyone. I just wanted to make a comment on the nurse that called in. I 100% agree with her. And I also agree with you. It's kudos to the work that she's doing. I know a lot of nurses in London, just as friends, I'm not in the healthcare system myself. They all have aged about 10 years trying to keep up with the workload and the stress that they're under. Uh, It's just unbelievable. One other comment, I personally believe there's no reason in the world why we can't take responsibility for our own health and wear that mask whenever you are out in the public or in a restaurant until you're ready to eat something or whatever. It's, we just can't take the chance anymore. And as the nurse said, we don't know what germs are out there anymore anyhow. So why not protect yourself? So, Brenda, do you always wear yours now? Yep. You do? Yep. i got I got a supply in my purse and in, in the car, at home. Uh, every, I live in a, a condominium building, and we're required to wear them in the hallways, mm-hmm. any public area, in other words. And as soon as the government said, well, you can take them off, of course, what happens? People start going around without them. Next thing you know, the uh, admissions to hospitals are going to start going up again. And I don't know. I don't see what's the problem of putting my mask on to go down and get my mail or deliver something to somebody's door or something. I just don't understand what people are making such a big deal about. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brenda, thank you very much. Appreciate uh, the insight, your contribution, and uh, wish you and yours a happy Easter. Thank you very much. Okay, we're going to stay in London now, maybe not necessarily right beside Brenda, but we've got uh, Ken in London. Welcome and happy Easter. Well, happy Easter to you too, Bob. Two things. Uh, Dr. Moore, I believe the government kept him off the radio, and Doug Ford has said that our hospitals are ready for any uptick. Well, he hasn't visited London lately, because they're not, because one of the hospitals is talking about sending patients out. Now, the other question, Mm -hmm. do you know the formula for the rebate for the car license? Oh, dear. I wish Everybody seems to be getting a different amount back. 
Yeah, I, I'm. To be honest with you, uh, I have not. Uh, I wish I could say I was Caroline Mulroney and I had as transport minister and could give you uh, the formula or tell you why some are getting uh, a, a difference. I don't know if it uh, is determined, obviously, by the fact um, you know. You've and I'm just speculating here. I'm kind of spitballing, so I'm not sure. Given when they decided to provide the the rebate they you know how far back they go it, it varies depending on your birth date obviously right so i'm only assuming the birth date has to somehow be involved in that equation i'm not saying that's it i'm just guessing that uh taking an educated guess that that has to somehow play into it clearly because before then that's how it was based on right it was based on uh in terms of when you had to renew but i know the the amount was always the same and i think that's why you're saying well the amount's the amount so uh you know give me that back but anyway i can't give you uh a qualified answer on that one i'm sorry well i got a lot more back than i think i should have and well, everybody i think uh i'd keep that to yourself no i no, just come up. <laughs> i got 430 dollars mm-hmm. and two years is 240 dollars mm-hmm. and as far as i know this goes back to the march 2020 now, I, so how they figured that I don't know. I was talking to my accountant the other day. He got six hundred dollars back for two cars, mm-hmm. and I asked him, and he said he couldn't figure it out either. Mm-hmm. And, and and people are getting three, three twenty. Mm-hmm. It's it's all over the place. All over but the place. But everybody seems to be, to me to be getting a lot more money back than what we've paid for our stickers. Well. Could be. A, but, the cynic out there might say trying to buy votes, but that's, uh, that's, I, that's the cynic. That's I the think cynic. so, too. That's the cynic, right? Well, I'm the cynic because <laughs> of the Dr. Moore thing, and the, I believe that they've held him off for the month. And then it, Doug Ford was on the radio the other day, mm-hmm. and he's or not on the radio, but on the news, mm-hmm. and he said our hospitals are ready for any uptick. Mm-hmm. Well, he sure as heck hasn't visited London's. Because mm-hmm. I was talking to two paramedics yesterday, and they said, if you've got anything really wrong to you, go to Strathroy or go to St. Mary's, because this is just the, the lineups are just great at their hospitals. And our ICUs in that are full in, in our university hospital. Have you had reason to, to go to the hospital? or Not recently. Mm-hmm. We did. Uh, about six or eight months ago, but it was a four-hour deal. It wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. Mm-hmm. But other than that, no, I okay. haven't been. Oh, that's good. All right, Ken in London, thank you very much for, for sharing, and uh, do take care of yourself. And yeah. Well, uh, this rebate on the license has never been up on your program. Well, it, it just at might. All. So when it, Libby comes back, maybe she can uh, help maybe, maybe even before then. I think this is uh, something uh, that... Uh, uh, could very well come up for discussion to provide the answer that you, your accountant, uh, myself, and others uh, might have. But well, uh, thank you. More, like, I don't mind getting phone money, but I don't think we should be getting back more than what we really paid. No, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, okay Ken, Bob. you take care of yourself. Thanks. Thanks a lot. All right, thank you. Dave in Toronto, welcome and happy Easter. Yeah, uh, uh, happy Easter to you. Listen, I want to speak about uh, Dr. Moore there. And, uh, you know, first of all, he is a high-profile public servant. Right. Absolutely no problems of anybody who works taking vacation. That's what you do. You you need that time to collect yourself, get your health and your mental health and everything back into place. So I have no qualms with him being off on vacation. My qualm is why hide it? Yeah, and 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 Horbath was absolutely right in in bringing this and bringing the attention to have the premier giving it the fact that oh he's on it twenty four seven. Listen, I was a professional. Yes, I was always uh, even on vacation. I was on call, but you know what? I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. If, if if something came up that needed my attention, I gave it that little bit, and then I went back to enjoying life and getting myself ready for the, when I returned. Mm-hmm. So 
again, this is this is this is absolutely, in my view, just another stall tactic uh, with it. And I agree that I think that they kept all that information in whatever private because of the election. Furthermore, I think that this man is not doing what he should be, and that is working for the public's interest. You're talking about Doctor. You're talking about Doctor Moore. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think I think presently he is not giving the information that's needed to protect Ontarians, and I think it's very political. The office should be above politics and be more concerned with people's welfare, and not the political atmosphere that's out there. So we've that been, and my- as we've been told, sorry to interject, and I'll let you uh, continue, hold that thought, and maybe care to comment on what I've got to say, and that pertains to how you're saying the fact that Ford has, has he basically did not reveal the fact that Moore, Dr. Moore, was on a holiday. You're saying that could have been and should have been released, and that Ford was saying he follows uh, the advice of Moore, but you're saying it's Moore who's following what he's being told. He's following instructions as opposed to actually advising. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that, look, they want to impose the mask mandate in Toronto. They can't. They can't. And that is wrong. They should be able to, again, look after the people that they're representing. And they're not able to do that. And why? Because of politics. And politics is coming because the election is coming up. This is not right. I don't know how many more people may end up being hospitalized or even worse, die over this incompetence of the government. You... I am absolutely disgusted in this whole thing. And you look at the very beginning of this whole uh, uh, situation, you know, we've now had, we've now had two uh, 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 people in, in that job. The first guy got criticized absolutely all the time because, and again, he was there as a political appointee doing a political will. And that wasn't good. He was the guy getting and getting the flack because everybody said, hey, no, no, this is what should be done. Nothing has changed here. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. And, well, and it's a shame. Okay, Dave in Toronto, thank you very much for Can your... Can I just say one thing about... Very the, quickly, uh, real quick. About the license plates? Yes. Uh, I got my rebate. I donated it to the Ukraines. That's what I did. Found money. I gave it to the people who needed it. Anybody out there that's listening, you get that money for your license plate, give it where it's needed, give it to the Ukraines. And I think on that point, and uh, uh, an emotional humanitarian uh, comment there, I think, is uh, where we're going to end this. And uh, Dave, good on you. Thank you. Okay. Very well. Bob Comsick sitting in for Libby Snymer on Free For All Friday here. Jane Brown's going to be in this chair on Monday. Do have yourself a happy Easter. Evan Carter and the number ones at one next after the news on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.